You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Chicago Bears fans felt like the sky was falling after the second preseason game. A really ugly loss to the Buffalo Bills. But I still feel like the fan base is concerned and worried about the wrong things. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group, and make sure that you subscribe to Locked On Bears on our YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. On the show today, looking back at the Bears' second preseason game, an ugly one against the Buffalo Bills, obviously a bright spot for Mitch Trubisky, but as predicted, we don't really care what Mitch Trubisky did in that game. We care about what the Bears quarterbacks did in this game, and maybe we're caring about the wrong things. We'll talk about Andy Dalton's performances, some of the struggles in there, and why maybe we shouldn't get too caught up in everything we saw there. We'll talk about some of the highlights from Justin Fields, plus the big hit, and whether or not maybe there's still some development that needs to happen there. And we'll wrap up, I think, with maybe the bigger picture takeaway from this game that I think revolves a little bit more around this Bears defense. But let's start with Mr. Andy Dalton. He was the starter still remains the planned starting quarterback for your Chicago Bears in week one. Matt Nagy sticking with the plan. He's going to be our starter in the regular season. And that was really the specific emphasis from Nagy is that we still need to see what Andy Dalton can do in the regular season. You know, you think back to the performance against the Bills, it, it felt a lot like, I don't know, kind of standard Andy Dalton. A lot of quick completions underneath, nothing over-the-top impressive, except for one, what was it, 72-yard touchdown throw to Rodney Adams down the right sideline. Just kind of floated it up there, and Rodney Adams made a nice catch up by his helmet and then kind of outran the defender trailing him. I don't know. I don't want to take that away from Andy Dalton. It certainly counts and, and maybe inflated some of his stats, but that was a nice play by a wide receiver for sure. It was It was accurate. It was catchable. Andy Dalton did not, you know, overshoot him or undershoot him to a point where he couldn't get the ball. But I also think maybe there was a little bit of luck there. You don't watch that throw and go, oh, there's a Dalton dime. You know, there's the red rifle firing. But more like, oh, nice play by the wide receiver, big touchdown explosive for this offense, and desperately points that they, they needed at that stage in the game. It was just, it was a good throw. It was not a great throw from Andy Dalton and, and helped us, I think, had some of the check down completions and he missed a few of the intermediate and deeper throws elsewhere on the field certainly didn't have a ton of support from his offensive line in this game and really that's kind of who Dalton is at this stage in his career we knew when the Bears signed him that he was going to be particularly dependent on his supporting cast it's kind of what he was in Cincinnati we only saw a little bit of him in Dallas but th that's what he's always been he's not the quarterback that truly elevates the level of play of players around him and so he needs good protection up front, a strong running game, and quality receivers that can make plays with the ball in their hands. And I don't know that he had any of the three <laughs> against the Buffalo Bills. Not playing with very many of the Bears starters at all. No Allen Robinson. I think Darnell Mooney did take the field for like one or two snaps total, and then that was about it. You know, Not playing with Cole Komet, not playing with David Montgomery, playing with an offensive line that is a 
huge problem right now and has undrafted free agents starting at multiple spots. You have like two of your five week one starters in that group up front. It was not a situation that was conducive to Andy Dalton's success, right? It's just what we know Andy Dalton is. It's not, I don't want to say, it's not really an excuse for Dalton, or maybe it's just a built-in excuse that you can't expect better from Dalton because he's just not, he's not going to be something different. Like, that is who he is. And so I, I don't know why we're so surprised that he looks mediocre to below average when you surround him with below average talent all the way around. I mean, it's, it's the kind of thing that should get better, when the regular season comes, when he's playing with Allen Robinson, when he's playing with the running back, the offensive line, as much as it's a big concern right now, they're very injured, and presumably by the time we get closer to week one, they should get more and more healthy. That Statistically speaking, I don't think they're, they're likely to get more injured. It would be extremely bad luck, but you know, Jason Peters will eventually get into that lineup, and eventually Tevin Jenkins will be back from surgery later in the season. Jermaine Effetti should at some point come off the physically unable to perform list. James Daniels should be able to be back out there by week one at right guard, assuming his recovery goes. So you'll have a better offensive line for Dalton at some point. You'll have better receivers for Dalton for sure at some point. Better running backs. Damian Williams was not doing it for this Bears first team offense. Pretty much just fumbling was the main <laughs> highlight of that game for him. So I, I guess I, I don't get too caught up in Andy Dalton struggling there because I guess I wasn't really expecting a whole lot different. It would have been a real surprise if he had came up and lit it up, throwing to the likes of Thomas Ives and Rodney Adams and Riley Ridley and guys that might not and likely won't make the 53-man roster. So for Matt Nagy and the Bears offense, for the whole team, the goal is just have your starting offense healthy for the regular season. That's why Allen Robbins is not out there. Why David Montgomery, Cole Komet, not out there. Just protect them. They don't really need the reps. Dalton kind of needs the reps. He does need to get up to speed in the offense, but how valuable are those reps when he's not playing with those talented players around him? There's a, a million-dollar question right there that the Bears are still trying to answer. But it's really important, I think, to just not get too caught up in what we saw from Dalton. And I think the same is true from Justin Fields. We'll get there in a moment here. But especially when you think about the, the greater context of the preseason, you're not really doing a full game plan, right? You're not scouting your opponent's coverage tendencies and figuring out, okay, which routes work here against this player versus that player and game situation and their tendencies. You're kind of just trying your guys out. And you're trying some different things that maybe you might not do the same way in the regular season because you want to evaluate some of your receivers and say you're going to put them in different positions that maybe you wouldn't otherwise because you're just trying to see what they're capable of and what they're not. And maybe sometimes you're calling plays to force something to see how it will work if you force it as opposed to truly scheming up to win the game, right? The Bears did not enter that game doing everything in their power to win because it's the preseason. You have other goals besides just winning. And so you're not putting Dalton necessarily in the best position to win the game. And so I'm not going to evaluate Dalton as though he was in the best position to win the game. And that's why it's like, Calm down a little bit. Not going to pretend that Dalton is going to be some superhero in the regular season. I, don't, I still don't expect him to do particularly well. And we are going to want to see Justin Fields, and I think we'll see Justin Fields sooner rather than later. I just don't think second preseason game, a quarter, a quarter and a half, two quarters of play from Dalton is something to where we can completely panic and give up on 
the Bears' plan at quarterback right now. I just think we're still talking about very small sample sizes and a very different type of sample size, and the regular season will give us the more true feeling of Dalton, which will likely still be a similar result, but at least it will have some real evidence behind it and not just kind of flimsy preseason action. Same thing will be true for Justin Fields eventually. We get to see him in this Bears full offense, but scary moment with that hit. We will hear from Justin Fields on what that hit felt like and the mistake he felt he made on that play to allow the hit and how he'll adjust from that moving forward next on Locked On Bears. This episode of Locked On Bears brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now finally turning back to football with teams back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, all open now at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. If you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, if you lose your bet, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when you sign up and use their promo code NFL100. You head to betonline.ag, you use NFL 100, and you'll receive a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit as well, all at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Justin Fields, I think for me, continues to check the boxes along the way, and there's been some ups and some downs, but... The energy has not been lacking. Even when things start out a little bit rocky, we saw against the Bills, and the same thing kind of happened on the first after a first couple of series against the Dolphins too, where there's some incomplete passes. All of a sudden, you know, he'll he'll escape the pocket and create something with his legs and scramble for a big first down, and then the juices start to get going. Right, you saw him then connect on a couple of vertical throws over top where. I don't, I don't, one was Jesse James, I think, working on the sideline, and, and I can't remember who the other receiver was, where guys were getting open. One of them was more of a wheel route. One was just blowing by a receiver. But you're seeing the right read, the right throw. It's on target. It's not leading the guy too far. It's not putting the ball too far behind. It's an open receiver, right? It's, he's not necessarily, like, threading a needle in a tight window throw, but it's exactly what you want your rookie quarterback to do. Then you still see moments of, needed development and reminders that he is a rookie quarterback and definitely a physical reminder for him when the unblocked Buffalo Bills pass rusher came off the right side. Justin Fields just looking left, waiting for his receiver to get open and gets popped right up in the helmet. The helmet pops off. He gets so hit so hard. I don't know if you noticed the headband that he wears underneath his helmet, you know, kind of holds the hair up like a headband does. That popped off, too. That's how hard the helmet scraped across his head and popped. So the helmet goes flying, then the headband goes flying and lands down, too. And you could hear Chicago collectively gasp, right? The whole breath taken out of the building as he's, he takes that extra quarter of a second to get up, right? He wasn't laying on the ground or anything. It wasn't anything that really scared you for very long, but it was like, ooh, you know, and you never want to see your top rookie quarterback take a hit like that. It's easy to want to initially blame the offensive line, but you know, slide protection was left, free runner coming off the right side. Generally speaking, 
you would expect your a veteran quarterback to recognize that possibility pre-snap, see the blitz, and throw that hot read to the, whatever route is built into the play to be that in case of blitz, throw the ball here because you're not going to have a guy to block them. Justin Fields took responsibility for that protection, for that decision, and for the hit that he took. But ultimately, um, wasn't as devastating for him as it looked like for us. Justin, what was the breakdown on the big hit that you took? What was the breakdown on it? Uh, double stick slants. We had a five-man protection. I tried to give Riley Ridley a, a, a um, double move on the backside because I wanted to take a shot at the end zone. And then, um, you know, they brought they brought that linebacker off the front side. So um, that's that, that's just a learning lesson for me, of course, to have our protection air over, you know, the routes and stuff like that, just to make sure, you know, I'm protected because, of, of course, if I'm not, then, you know, there, there won't be a pass just like there wasn't. But, um, yeah, I just tried to... Uh, uh, Autumn with a route on the backside, and I just 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 want to get that double move up. And you know, uh, he came out the front side, and you know, got a pretty solid hit on me. Yeah, so what's the correction there? What do you need to do instead? There? Um, either we need to you know push out to him, or I just need to throw hot on the front side. So it's a simple correction. Just 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 missed it. Didn't look like it, your, uh, didn't look like it affected you very much. I mean, it didn't it didn't really hurt to be honest with you. I think the one thing that hurt was my helmet coming off and hitting me in the eye. But the actual hit, it, it wasn't wasn't that crazy. Glad to hear, first and foremost, that it didn't really hurt. I mean, I guess the helmet scraping along would would be the pain there, but not, you know, no risk of concussion or shoulder injury. I mean, anything like that, Dustin Fields was able to pretty well bounce right back and, and you know, continue playing as he was. The uh, the helmet, he said, was properly strapped on. He did, you know, he was asked about that as a follow-up question, like, you know, were you, were you wearing it correctly? Was it strapped? He said, yeah, it was. It just the angle of the hit just really popped it off at exactly where it was supposed to, and it's part of why it was a, a flag and a 15-yard penalty and ultimately set the Bears up in, in very good field position there where then, you know, they had some trouble from there. But regardless, it's a learning opportunity for Justin Fields. It's one where you, you can kind of take it from two ways. As he sort of answered there, he's either got to throw the hot read or change the protection. And if you go back and look at the play pre-snap, you can see that the Bills have essentially three pass rushers on the right and two on the left. But the offensive line slides left toward the two. And so you I don't know if that's on the center or the quarterback. I'm not an expert on protections of the line of scrimmage, and especially in this Bears offense, whose responsibility that is when it's the backup center and the backup quarterback. But regardless, someone should have probably adjusted, either take make it a half slide instead of a full slide or go man-to-man on your protection. And then if you're not going to change the protection then definitely recognize that, hey, there's an overload here. And even though you have five blockers and five pass rushers, there's too many concentrated to one side. And so he has to then, he did have the running back coming out of the backfield, would have been the hot read, but the, the running back was to his right. And he's looking left, like he said, a double move for Riley Ridley. You can see Ridley trying to get it set up and Fields wanting that play to be there. But part of that development is having a better understanding of the situation and the NFL speed. That, you know, maybe he thought he would have time before the pass rusher got there. Maybe he didn't know the pass rusher was coming at all. That's sort of the first question. But either way, things happen a little quicker in the NFL. And I guess the double move didn't happen quick enough <laughs> at this point for his career. You know, he was waiting for that play to throw and thought he might have more time, but just didn't have the ability to do so and didn't see it coming to potentially dodge the pass rusher. And it's just those little nuances, right, of understanding the situation and the protection and where the, all your different pre-snap looks when you're at the when you're lined up in the shotgun. And you're, you, he said he audibled to the double move, right? So he's got enough of an understanding of like the offense to make some of those changes at the line of scrimmage. It's just a matter of, you know, looking for the right play there because it was double stick concept is, is a quick throwing play. He just, the double move is going to be 
a longer developing thing there to the front side to the right side. You had two receivers working out, you know, one in the flat, one and out, and one going vertical there. And you can throw that quick out. It's a staple of this Bears offense. He knows he knows the play. He just wanted to do more, and you kind of have to know where your battles are going to be in the NFL. And, and the preseason is definitely going to be the time to figure that out and just getting that processing speed to go a little bit more quickly. I think we saw... As the game went on, some of that progression from a, a processing standpoint, we've seen it even from the Dolphins game to the Bills game, he seems to be making some pretty good decisions there. But I did note a, a stat of Justin Fields before the hit and Justin Fields after the hit from our friend Jonathan Wood on Twitter. Fields before the big hit, 13 plays, 95 yards, 7.31 yards per play. Before the big hit, after the big hit, 4.67. So you go from seven and some change yards per play to four and a half yards per play from before the big hit and after the big hit. Obviously, the hit didn't cause an injury that might affect that. Fields himself kind of brushed it off, and I think it, there's a correlation there, but I'm not ready to say for sure that the hit you know, made him more tepid or made him worse necessarily, but it's, it's something to keep an eye on there. Just It's interesting how there was a drop-off there. Maybe it was a natural drop-off in just the offense being less effective at that point, but maybe there was some hesitancy from Fields too. We'll, we'll never really know the true answer there. The important thing is that he was hitting some vertical throws. He was knowing when to use his legs and when not to use his legs, not always bailing from the pocket right away at the first sign of pressure, but knowing how to escape it, knowing when to throw the ball away. He's picking up on a lot of the little details, picking up on the offense well enough to make those audibles as necessary, and I think it's just about fine-tuning some things getting up to speed at the NFL speed and this Bears offensive terminology. And I, no concerns whatsoever, of course. It's just a matter of, you know, a reminder that he is still a rookie. And as, as excited as we've been for Justin Fields, there is still development to happen along the way. And, and let's, let's hope we don't see any more of those big hits coming his way from the opposing defense. We need to see more of those hits from the Bears defense. And that was a particular disappointment against Mitch Trubisky, the former Bears quarterback. And I think... There's a specific thing with this Bears defense that really stood out to me as the real concern coming from this game. It wasn't the 40 points they allowed. It wasn't the final score. It wasn't the loss. But something a little bit more general that was missing from this Bears defense. We'll explore and figure out whether this will linger to the regular season or if this is just a temporary preseason issue next on Locked On Bears. I really felt like this Bears defense needed something extra to help push them through, something to really kind of build them up. And I know when I need something to build me up, I always turn to the delicious, nutritious Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bars. And I really do mean that. I've tried quite a variety of the protein bar market, and nothing has had, first of all, nothing has tasted as good as a Built Bar, but then also you combine that with the nutritional value, and there's nothing quite like this in the protein bar market because every Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They taste just like candy bars to me, but they're all low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It's an elite combination with elite flavors. I've tried every flavor thus far, and I promise you'll find something you like. My favorites personally, the strawberry I've really been getting into lately, but coconut, cookies and cream, salted caramel, you name it. They've got something for you, and those, those in particular I would definitely recommend above the rest. And to help you try it out for yourself, if, trust me, tasting is believing, head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Bears.com. Still feels like the Bears have a, a lot of parts missing on both sides of the ball and some different parts kind of getting mixed together in the right ways. And there's no one I trust more with new parts than our friends at rockauto.com. They're a family business that have been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. So stop going into your chain part store in your town and talking to the person behind the counter and they're going to ask you a thousand questions and question whether you even know what part you're talking about. They punch it in their computer, they go look in the back, and they don't even have it in stock, so they have to order it for you anyway. Cut out the middleman, check out rockauto.com, and get all the parts you need delivered right to your door. They've got an extensive catalog, but it's really easy to navigate. You just enter in your car's make and model, and then quickly, boom, pulls up all the different parts where you can sort by the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Don't spend up to twice as much somewhere else for the same parts. Head on over to rockauto.com today and see all the parts available for your car or truck. When you check out, write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. It was ugly watching the Bears-Bills preseason game. It was not fun to watch. It felt like the Bears were getting dragged around quite a bit. It did happen to be Mitch Trubisky, although we've seen Mitch Trubisky play really well against struggling teams in his Bears career. So it was a lot of quick throws, a lot of you know rhythm stuff that worked very well for him, but has a very real ceiling that we saw for four years in Chicago. I'm not... that's as much time as I'm going to give the whole Mitch Trubisky revenge game narrative. We talked before the game on last Friday's podcast about how it was very much like a media-driven thing, but I don't think Bears fans really gave two craps about Mitch Trubisky's performance. All we cared about was Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, and I I think what we really should care about coming from that game was this Bears defense. And for me, it's not even the touchdowns. It's not really the score, right? The on-field performance in these preseason games just really doesn't matter all that much. I think, uh, aside from the defense for a moment, the only thing that matters in these preseason games is injuries, staying healthy. Bilal Nichols suffered a toe injury in this game that I'll definitely want to keep an eye on, but for the most part, the Bears have been, generally speaking, fortunate in-game to have not had significant injuries that will then go on to impact the regular season. But I think back to previous years. Famously, the Detroit Lions team that went 0-16 they won all four of their preseason games before losing every single regular season games. And I think back to the 2010 Chicago Bears that went to the NFC Championship game with Jay Cutler. We felt like we're maybe good enough to be a Super Bowl if things had gone differently and they stayed healthy, right? One of the best Bears teams of the last two decades. They went 0-4 that preseason. Didn't look particularly great in that preseason. The performances on the field generally speaking, have very little connection to how a team is going to play in the regular season. But for me, the issue was a little bit more general. And for me, it came down to, like, effort. Specifically, guys hustling, playing hard, and hitting hard. And it really felt like it was missing in a way that was concerning. Like, especially there was the touchdown play where... Trubisky faked the fullback dive and pitched it left to the running back, and he juked Robert Quinn, who didn't really seem interested in trying to make that tackle. And then Eddie Jackson takes the world's worst angle from safety and didn't really seem very interested in trying to tackle the running back either. And it's like, why are you even on the field then? 
You know, they, they gave Allen Robinson the day off. Danny Trevathan had the day off. You know, some of these veterans, that they, Khalil Mack was still out there. He was playing hard. Akeem Hicks was still out there. He was playing hard because those guys bust their butts every single day. And this is not to completely say that Eddie Jackson never tries hard or Robert Quinn never tries hard, but if you're not going to show up and play in this preseason games, then put somebody else out there that will because Deion Bush is fighting for a roster spot. Jordan Lucas is fighting for a roster spot. Marquis Christian is fighting for a roster spot. They would love to be on the field at safety there to make that tackle and show the Bears and 31 other teams in the NFL that they deserve a spot on a roster. Same with Robert Quinn. Get him out of there. Put Ladarius Mack in there. Put Jeremiah, Jeremiah Atauchu in there. Travis Gibson. Somebody who's going to give a crap and actually go make a play out there, give them those opportunities if some of your veterans don't want to play. And I just have this concern there. Again, I'm trying not to let it matter. Preseason generally doesn't matter in the regular season, but like Sean Desai needs these guys to buy in and play hard. Like That's the one thing I look for in these preseason games. Energy and effort. It's, you know, it's like, you just need to try. And I don't really care. Like, you look in the game, like, Kendall Vildor kept getting thrown at and gave up some completions. But he tried, and he made some really nice tackles. He made, you know, he, he was physical. He came down and run defense, too, and made some big hits. And I'm not ready to say he had a bad game without watching the All-22. And scheme-wise, it was a lot of quick throws from Trubisky. And if you're in underneath zone coverage, you're sort of supposed to allow the catch and make the tackle. So I'm not ready to completely say he was awful by any means just because he gave up some completions I don't, but we don't have preseason all 22 to go tell but right at least he was being physical and wanted to be out there and played hard and I, I just don't feel like we got enough of that from this defense and it makes me start to question just a little bit like are they buying into Sean Desai's defense are they really locked and loaded and motivated to be an elite defense again do they have that energy and that mojo that felt like it was been missing the last couple of seasons but was there under Vic Fangio in 2018 Again, trying to keep it in perspective. It's a preseason game. I'm not going to overreact to what we see on the field in preseason. I don't care about the touchdowns per se. I don't care about any individual completion that Mitch Trubisky made. I care about the guys caring. Like, just show up for your teammates. You know, when, when, when Robert Quinn misses that play, then it, it makes somebody else out of position. It makes them look bad. And when Eddie Jackson takes a bad angle, then the cornerback has to leave his responsibility to try to make that play. Like, just show up for your teammates, try hard, and give a damn. Like, that's, that's all you have to do as a veteran in the preseason. And I just, I was so disappointed to see that at the professional level from guys like Eddie Jackson and Robert Quinn that just, for whatever reason, didn't have it all in them in this preseason game against the Bills. I get it. It's the preseason. It's not supposed to matter. You're not supposed to care. But then sit out like Allen Robinson. If you want to be out there on the field, play hard on the field. I know I sound like a broken record now, but that stuff just gets me fired up when you have so many guys fighting for their lives, their, their livelihoods, and their jobs, and their futures in the NFL. The, their dream is to be on the field in the preseason. You know, Rodney Adams catches that touchdown pass the day after his baby was born. And, like, he's not going to make the Bears' 53-man roster. But how special is that? And, and the fact that he's trying this hard and he makes that touchdown play and other teams see that and might want to put them put him on their practice squad. And maybe that's the step to getting an NFL contract worth some real money and creating a future for that kid that he just had and for his wife or girlfriend or whoever, you know, his significant other, right? It matters so much to them. And so it, it really bothers me when it doesn't seem to matter as much to some other players. And I'm just, I'm curious to see if some of that lack of effort continues into the regular season because we've seen snippets of that in previous years and it's Sean Desai's job to make sure that ends very soon. The players have to buy in and care. And that's, that's leadership of the head coach, leadership of the defensive coordinator, leadership in the locker room that all needs to be better. I don't know if we'll see 
some of those same opportunities are not in the last preseason game because I don't think we'll see any starters. It's supposed to be like the fourth preseason game, but there's only three, so the three is going to be kind of like the last one. It's not the dress rehearsal anymore. It's kind of just the throwaway game to really see what your backups can do, but we'll be keeping a close eye on that defensive effort in particular week one against the Los Angeles Rams. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll be back later this week with all the latest updates on these quarterbacks, the injury situation, the offensive line as they start to get back, and so much more. Going through roster cuts, continue to kind of work through different changes here and there. They just added Isaiah Coulter at wide receiver. We'll have to get a little more information on him coming up this week and so much more. So keep tuning in. Keep watching on our YouTube channel, subscribing, liking, commenting on our videos. All that helps create a little community around this podcast, helps us reach more Bears fans as well. And I think more than anything else, it just makes it so much easier for all of us to bear down.